Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Joe and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And good morning to you. It's Kristen Smith running the farm show today. And I know it's not Monday. It is a Wednesday. As Bob and Jill are off and about at the National Association of Farm Broadcasters Convention. So you get me today, tomorrow, and Friday to kick off the hunting season. It is going to be exciting stuff, as is our farm news today. We've got our updated fieldwork report on what is going on nationally and here in Wisconsin. Plus some interesting information that I found out yesterday from the Wisconsin DNR about the 2023 bear season results. It is insane. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. And yeah, it is just a beautiful day. If you are just getting up or hitting that snooze button, guess what? You are in for a gorgeous day. I got up this morning. The skies are clear. One shooting star and 10 deer. No other critters. Just the deer this morning and one shooting star. So that was kind of fun. But it is in the 40s and some areas are in the 50s already today. We are looking at a sunny day today with a high of 60 degrees. This is almost like summer-like in a way, except, you know, not as warm. But 60 degrees for November 15th. We are halfway through the month, 60 degrees. That's just amazing. And tomorrow, it's going to be even better, 65 degrees. And then Friday, well, we're not going to talk about Friday because Friday gets cool. But that's good news for the hunters because the deer move better when it's cooler versus when it's warm. So some good news there. We'll be hitting base on the calendar, some calendar items that are going on. And actually, we'll touch base on one of them right now. Donkey Basketball, Whitehall High School, tonight at 7 o'clock. The Whitehall FFA is hosting Donkey Basketball. It is such a cute experience. If you've never been to one, go out and watch. You can't help but laugh. People are riding these donkeys, and this gentleman, he commands the donkeys, and then they'll throw off the rider. They run around. The rider's trying to hop back on. Super cute for your kids or grandkids. Take them on out, even if you don't have kids. Go on out to Whitehall High School tonight, 7 p.m. for Donkey Basketball. It is a hoot. You will like it. Well, we're a few minutes before that 5 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of stuff coming up yet right here on Wax 104.5 this morning. And it's just a beautiful day. You can't get anything better than this. So let's kick it off right. I mean, it's Well, that wasn't exactly the right fancy like I wanted to play today for you. 
Well, that is called Fancy Like Christmas by Walker Hayes. Something new and definitely different. <laughs> that was not my intention. I saw Fancy and I'm like, perfect. Hit that one and yeah, not exactly ideal. But I have some fun facts for you. This is something I found out. Usually on Mondays I do jokes, so Wednesdays we are going to do some fun facts. Did you know that a snail can sleep for three years? I did not know that. I wonder where they sleep in the, you know, I mean, they're they're snails. So where do they go for three years to sleep? It's just kind of interesting. And I already knew this one. All polar bears are left-handed. That is something interesting. I kind of wonder who's the person that sat down and went, hmm, is this polar bear left-handed, right-handed? I wonder how they figured that out. But some interesting facts for you if you're just getting up and rolling out of bed this morning. Yeah, so the Wisconsin DNR is also announcing that you still have time to apply for a well compensation grant under the expanded eligibility criteria through the state. The Wisconsin DNR will accept applications until funding runs out or until December 6th of next year, 2024, or whichever happens sooner. To date, the DNR has awarded more than 46% of the $10 million investment to 370 grantees statewide. So if you're looking for a new well, you have some contamination issues or stuff like that, contact the Wisconsin DNR for more information. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you haven't seen Bob or Cora lately... You need to sometimes see them because that 100 pounds, you can definitely see. They both look amazing. Bob is trim and fit now. And, of course, she's, well, she's always beautiful, but now she's, like, stunningly beautiful. So, Livia, contact them today if you're looking to lose that 20 pounds before 2024. A lot of stuff going on today, but the biggest thing, I think, is the weather. Beautiful day in store for us today. 60 degrees and sunny. Tonight it's going to be mostly clear with a low of 40. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a little bit of wind, but a high of 65 degrees. Tomorrow night, Thursday, partly cloudy, and then it's going to clear off, 29. And then Friday, mostly sunny and breezy with only a high of 42. So let's get outside and enjoy the morning. 60 degrees heading our way. Unbelievable Diamond Rio, 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. It's that time of the morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The White House says Hamas is operating out of several hospitals in Gaza. We do not support striking a hospital from the air. And we do not want to see a firefight in a hospital where innocent people, helpless people, sick people uh, are simply trying to get the medical care that they deserve. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters that includes Al-Shifa, the largest hospital in the city. Patients are trapped by fighting and bombardment around the site. Kirby said the militant group uses tunnels underneath the hospital to store weapons and hold hostages. Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett is accusing former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy of elbowing him. Burchett said he stopped to talk to reporters in a Capitol hallway following a conference meeting Tuesday morning. McCarthy walked down the same hallway and appeared to bump into Burchett as he passed, which Burchett claims was deliberate. Burchett reportedly chased McCarthy and the two exchanged words. McCarthy denied purposely elbowing the congressman. 
Senator Elizabeth Warren is calling the new code of conduct established by the U.S. Supreme Court for itself useless. Warren says the code of conduct does not come with any way to enforce it and that it will do nothing to restore the nation's confidence in the court. A man has been arrested in the death of a hockey player from Minnesota. Mark Mayfield has the story. Adam Johnson died last month after another player's skate cut his neck in what was called a freak accident. The South Yorkshire police announced on Tuesday that a man has been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter in connection with Johnson's death. Johnson was playing for the Nottingham Panthers in the UK Elite League at the time of the incident. Previously, he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL for parts of two seasons. You're listening to NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, last week's weather, we can't complain about too much because guess what? It slowed us down a bit, but we still got progress done in the harvest. Field work slowed down last week, but harvest for both corn and beans managed to stay slightly ahead of the five-year averages. And winter wheat planting matched the average pace, according to the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service. For corn, the harvest moved ahead seven percentage points to reach 88%. That's four percentage points behind last year, but two percentage points ahead of the five-year average. For soybeans, harvest progressed just four percentage points last week to reach 95%. That's one point behind last year, but four points ahead of the five-year average. And for winter wheat, planting advanced three percentage points last week to reach 93%. That's two percentage points behind last year, but equal to that five-year average. Here in Wisconsin, we had 5.4 days for fieldwork this last week, which allowed us to get to 66% of the corn grain harvested. That's one day behind both last year and the five-year average. Also, the moisture content of the harvested corn was coming in at about 20%. For soybeans, we're now at 89% complete. That's 11 days behind last year and one day behind the average. Winter wheat, that came in at 90% of the crop, has now emerged. That's four days behind last year, but 10 days ahead of the average. And fall tillage was 54% complete, 10 days behind last year, and two days behind that average. So that's a look at what's going on in the area for the field work, if you were curious. And yesterday, the Wisconsin DNR announced the preliminary results for the 2023 bear season. And the bear season harvest was well below the recent annual average. Wisconsin hunters harvested 2,922 bears, even though hunters were awarded 12,760 bear hunting licenses through that license lottery system. And nearly 138,000 people applied for either a bear hunting license or that preference point for this last season. This was a record number of applicants. Now, last year, hunters harvested 4,009 bears. Well, definitely a big difference between 4,009 to 2,922 between last year and this year. But this year's record is now the lowest bear harvest since 2008. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought there was... More bears harvested, but the numbers are in. So, yeah, just shy of 3,000 bears were taken this year in that bear harvest. Taking a look, we'll look at temperatures. Those will be coming in next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, as I said earlier, today is going to be a beautiful sunny day with a high in the 60s. 
60 degrees they're calling for the high. Tonight is going to be mostly clear with a low of 40. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and some wind, but it is going to be 65 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, and then it's going to clear off with that low of 29, which, if it gets that cold, guess what? Friday morning, it's going to be chilly, mostly sunny and breezy. The high on Friday is 42 degrees. Friday night is going to be a clear night with a low of 29 degrees. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got 43 degrees up in Medford. Lacrosse, that's your warm spot today, 50 degrees. Marshfield is at 43. Green Bay is at 49. Rice Lake, 44 degrees. Over in Wausau, they're at 45. Madison's at 47. Milwaukee's at 49. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 47 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those will be coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at your morning markets again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Your choice fed beef steers are 165 to 180. Your mixed steers, 110 to 164. Fed beef heifers, 165 to 176. Your mixed heifers, 112 to 164. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers, 141 to 173. Your fed Holstein steers, 150 to 162. Select and silage fed, 110 to 150. Cows are at 74 to 92, topping out at 125. Your bulls are at 95 to 115. Butcher hogs are at 45 to 90. Sows, 36 to 56. Boars, 34 and down. Feeder lambs are at 125 to 230. Ewes, 60 to 120. Small goats, 5 to 165. Medium goats, 10 to 195. Large goats, 75 to 450. Nanny goats, 10 to 235. Switching over to that mercantile exchange, your live cattle for December's at 175.85, up 92 cents. February's at 176.87, up $1.62. April's at 178.80, up $1.35. Feeder cattle for November, 230.05, down 67 cents. January's at 229. That was up 70 cents. March is at 231.37, up $1.30. Lean hogs for December's at 72.30, down $1.05. February's at 75.92, down $1.10. April's at 81.77, down 85 cents. And on that Chicago Board of Trade, on the overnight, your March corn, that was up a penny to four ninety five. Your March oats, that was down two cents to three seventy. March soybeans up six cents to fourteen oh eight. Your March soybean meal was up three dollars and twenty cents a ton to four forty four ten a ton. Your March wheat up four cents at six oh two. Switching over to that dairy side, barrel cheese up a half a cent from yesterday to a dollar sixty eight. Your blocks were also up a half a cent to a dollar sixty four and three quarters. Double A grade butter came back up four and a half cents to two sixty nine. And those class three futures, another great day yesterday. November was up just a penny at seventeen thirteen. December up thirty three cents to seventeen fifty six. January up thirty one cents to seventeen sixty. February up thirty eight cents to eighteen oh one. March up twenty three cents to eighteen twenty four. And then those markets continued upward trending through December of twenty twenty four. That's a look again at your morning markets. Here in the middle of November, our harvest is winding down. And I've got Isaac Brown. He's energy specialist with Allied Cooperative. Now that harvest is winding down. When is it a good time to contract the fuels for the future? And what do we look at? This time of year, farmers, fleet owners, and businesses begin to plan for next year's inputs. And one of the big input costs for many of these businesses is fuel. The first thing most customers want to know when looking at fuel markets, is this the bottom? How low will it go? The answer we typically give is that it's hard to predict and getting tougher each year. 
Fuel used to go through a cyclical downturn in the winter, and pricing would bounce back when farmers hit the fields. Going back to 1996, around 78% of the time, the lowest price for fuel came between November and February. However, lately, the markets seem to be bucking the old trends and showing increased volatility and unpredictability. Last year, the lowest price came in April. In 2023, diesel fuel markets remained depressed all spring and summer, only to skyrocket back over $4 in early fall of 2023, and then come back down as harvest is winding down. It's a roller coaster, and prices can swing as much as $0.60 cents or more in a single tra- day's trading session. Fuel prices varied more than $1.30 a gallon, <clears throat> and several times moved over $0.90 cents in a single week. Knowing that, how does a person book fuel in this tumultuous time? We recommend booking fuel based on your budget. Set a budget, and when pricing hits that budget, cover it with a contract. Not really about beating the market, as it is setting a number that you and your operation can live with. That doesn't have to be all in one sitting. You can book multiple contracts and cost average them over a number of periods. The key is not to worry too much about the spot price and try to stick with your preset number. One old farmer used to tell me he'd go to the store to buy his wife's flowers every Valentine's Day, and he booked his fuel at the co-op the same day. That was his strategy, and often it panned out well for him. It's easy to get caught up in winning and losing. Just remember that few people time the market perfectly. We do offer customers assistance with booking. All of our energy sales teams can be reached by text, phone call, or email. In addition, we send out daily contract quotes and market intel. So let us know if you'd like to be on that list. It's our job to help you be as informed as possible when it comes to contracting fuel and making the right call for your business or farm operation. And once again, who would we contact to get some more of that information? So any of our uh, allied cooperative offices in Arcadia, Hickston, West Salem, Adams, and Marshfield can get you to the right people uh, to give you that information uh, based on what you've used in the past that can uh, help guide you through this process. And you guys are all up to date on the current prices too, right? Yeah, we're, we're always going to have the, the price for today. We can tell you where the market's trending live, you know, so minute to minute the market's always changing and all of our salespeople, whether it's myself or any of our other team, always has that up to date right on their phone or laptop that's with them. Well, we wrap up the harvest, but it's always good to plan ahead and do some contracting of fuel along the way. We all know we need that energy. Fit it into our budgets. And that's Isaac Brown, energy specialist, part of Allied Cooperative. And I'm Jill Welke for Wax 104.5. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, well, before we head into our morning report... Another calendar item, the Farm First Dairy Cooperative Member Appreciation Meeting is going on today at noon at the American Legion in Greenwood. You need to register before 1130. Registration actually begins at 1130. So 1130 today at the American Legion in Greenwood and Donkey Basketball tonight at 7 p.m. in Whitehall at the high school. Scott and Jill, actually, so Jill had a chance to speak with Scott Stump. From the National FFA Convention, wrapping that up. And Jill, how did everything go? And catch us up on that wrap-up of this amazing year's National FFA Convention. Well, the 96th National FFA Convention just wrapped up the first part of the month. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I always like to chat with some 
of the people that really have the ins and outs of what happens at convention and maybe a little bit of why they happen. I was lucky enough to catch up with Scott Stump. He's the National FFA Chief Executive Officer, the 96th National FFA Convention. We had some record attendance, didn't we? Absolutely, Jill. It's a pleasure to be with you today. and uh, Just want to say thank you to all of the teachers from across the nation that uh, brought students and uh, joined us uh, in Indianapolis uh, for a total of 72,954 registrants. So teachers, students, parents, um, corporate and individual givers and other stakeholders that, um, yeah, give it a chance to celebrate what's best in agriculture and uh, what's best in youth and uh, really crafting that future of the talent pipeline for the industry of agriculture. One of the things I always enjoy is the expo. Do you ever have any trouble getting businesses to come in and talk to students about what they do? You know, we were completely sold out this year and had a waiting list of others that wanted to get in to be able to introduce students to the latest and greatest technology in uh, and across the, the industry of agriculture and um, a lot of colleges and universities that were uh, sharing the, the wonderful programs that they have to take that those students on the next step uh, in their learning path. We talked a bit about the numbers and your attendance. Do you think that Expo is prepared for that big of a, I always call it the invasion of the blue coats into the building? You know, uh, it is uh, the, the number one attraction, uh, other than the convention session. Uh, but really students, what we find from our research, is they spend the largest part of their time looking around uh, in two or three uh, visits to uh, hit all of the booths and have conversations with uh, all of the uh, exhibitors at the expo. And um, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, we are um, yeah, using uh, the, the vast majority of the facility, uh, but uh, we do need to look uh, in the future to uh, uh, consider how we can uh, continue to expand that, uh, those opportunities for students from the expo and i know the shopping mall is very popular <laughs> we're just going to leave that one alone let's talk about sessions you had some pretty interesting sessions and you had some keynote speakers but you also had egg secretary vilsack come and join you what was his message yeah you know his uh, so pleased to have secretary vilsack uh, who has had tremendous experience with the Iowa FFA, but then also with National FFA as he serves as the uh, Secretary of Agriculture for the nation. And, you know, his message was a word of uh, hope and engagement that, uh, you know, we need uh, young people to be the next generation of leaders who are going to change the world in the space of agriculture as we feed a growing planet uh, and uh, provide uh, clean water to uh, and a growing planet. And so, um, you know, that was the, the intent of his message was to, uh, say, hey, there's a place for all of you in this industry. And then uh, we also had the opportunity with him to uh, sign uh, a memorandum of understanding between National FFA and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and we're so excited about the possibilities that that will yield. And what are some of those possibilities? So, uh, number one, and uh, Secretary Vilsack actually brought this up uh, in kind of the press conference after the signing, uh, was making sure that all of our students are aware of the tremendous internship opportunities that are available across all of the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture's um, yeah, the, the footprints, uh, not just uh, in Washington, D.C., but in counties across this nation where 
students can be a part of uh, helping uh, come alongside farmers uh, and ranchers uh, and connecting in with USDA resources and supports. And beyond that press conference, I know that he had a chat with FFA members. Was that just to kind of get the feeling of what they were doing and what they were feeling? Or what's the point of that? You know, I, uh, yeah, from visiting with him, know that that's one of the favorite parts uh, of his job is visiting with the next generation. And uh, what was supposed to be, uh, you know, a, oh, 20 to 30 minute conversation ended up going much longer than that because the students had great questions and were looking for insights. And uh, Secretary Vilsack invested that time in uh, answering those questions and helping fill them uh, with wisdom on their career paths. We talked about sharing and maybe what the students are looking for in agriculture and what uh, Secretary Vilsack sees agriculture turning into. But I would like to know if you see any changes or adjustments that are going to be happening with the next national FFA conventions, are they still going to be in Indianapolis? It will be uh, in Indianapolis through uh, yeah, 2033, uh, according to our current uh, agreement with the city of Indianapolis. Uh, and so we'll be there for our 100th anniversary, uh, which will happen, you know, in that, uh, yeah, our 100th convention will happen in 2027. Uh, our 100th birthday will happen in 2028. And so uh, right now we're kind of gearing up for uh, what uh, that experience will look like, uh, because we have so much to celebrate from our rich traditions of the, the, the past 100 years and uh, wanting to bring that to light and make sure that uh, uh, we honor uh, the traditions that have gotten us here, while also continuing to equip our students for the future. And part of equipping those students for the future has to do with the teachers, the ag teachers, the FFA advisors. And I know here in Wisconsin, we seem to have kind of a turnover often throughout the year, and we also have some vacancies. What is happening at the national level or at state levels or any knowledge that you can share with me about getting new teachers in there and keeping them as our ag teachers and FFA advisors. Yeah, and so I'm so happy that so many individuals uh, uh, yeah, go back to the uh, National Agricultural Educator Association creed, uh, choose to be agriculture teachers by choice uh, and not by chance. And, you know, our instructional force across the country uh, has expanded. Uh, we're up to nearly 15,000 uh, teachers across the country. And uh, that is a testament to the growing numbers in classrooms and the adding of programs in schools that have never had them and expanding into middle school grade levels. And as a part of that, uh, we, uh, through our partnership with the National Association of Agriculture Educators, uh, each year invest uh, and provide resources to, to really stand up, um, you know, uh, Teach Ag Day, which uh, is in September, which uh, calls on ag teachers across the country to uh, to tap and to kind of pass the torch and highlight students that they think would be great teachers. And so, and then it's also a grant program out to states to uh, really build that recruitment uh, capacity um, uh, of teachers. And now, you know, as we look to last year and this year, uh, also leaning in on uh, retention activities and so providing uh, grants and resources within states to support teachers uh, in kind of that mid-career uh, when some of them do have the choice to step off into an agricultural business and uh, succeed in different ways, um, but really trying to, to connect them and, and re-engage them and, and keep them in the classrooms across the country, uh, providing that great service to students. Last year at National Convention, the delegates voted to add in 5th and 6th graders into the FFA. 
how is National FFA coming along on the curriculum needed to include them in FFA and in ag classes? We're excited uh, and that uh, the, the delegates did move forward uh, with a recommendation to add fifth and sixth grade uh, uh, members for those states that do have uh, school-based agriculture education programs that uh, go as early as fifth grade. And uh, we worked over the past year to update our system to be ready to receive those students. And as of August 1st, uh, we uh, yeah, are taking in uh, yeah those members on the roster. And as a part of that, uh, we know that uh, whether it be just fifth and sixth grade or seventh and eighth grade, uh, middle school students uh, need uh, different uh, experiences. And from a curriculum standpoint, you know, the curriculum is really left to the uh, the states and the local school districts to drive what is age appropriate and um, yeah, content that that fits with uh, the way they're offering middle school experiences. Uh, through FFA, we have started the process of uh, through research and then also pulling together task forces to say, um, you know, what are those experiences, in, in our opinion, that should be different than the high school's experience so the students aren't just duplicating and participating in the same uh, event or experience over and over again on the way to the high school experience, but uh, having uh, separate experiences. Uh, you know, for middle school, we know that a lot of school districts uh, uh, do not allow them to do overnight trips, so we'll probably do more uh, one-day events uh, where they can easily make it back and forth uh, uh, regionally or across the country and working the states to offer those. Uh, and then really looking at uh, what are, um, yeah, an experience in animal systems that would lead to either the livestock judging or dairy judging or the vet science uh, experience at the high school level. And that is Scott Stump. Wrapping up the National FFA Convention. Thank you so much, Jill. We're 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Rocky Olson will be joining us next this morning with your market update. And this morning's markets, they'll be brought to you by... Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 this morning and Rocky Olson is joining us now from Premier Livestock and Withy. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So I've got, oop, there we go. Now you got to say good morning. My button popped up. Good morning. There it goes. Now it's working. All right. So we've got gun deer season coming up. Are you getting ready for it? Getting ready and uh, have a lot more to do. Have a lot? Well, what do you got left to do? Don't you have your well, orange hanging outside and ready to go? It's hard when you leave, leave in the dark and come home in the dark. So. Oh, right away. I see. I understand. I know that happens. Well, I will let you... Get to the market reports. You can get ready for the big season. So catch us up. What happened at Premier yesterday and what's coming up this week? Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the uh, week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, fed cattle trading lower. High choice and prime Holstein steers 147 to 162. Selects 140 to 147. Choice steers, beef steers and heifers up to 178. Market cows lower. High-yielding cows from 95 to 120, many from 75 to 94. Market bulls high-yielding from a dollar to a dollar 18, lower-yielding 99 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly 120 to 141. Steers up to 160. Newborn Holstein bull calves from 250 to 450 per head. Beef cross calves 350 to 650. Had a feeder cattle auction yesterday. Uh, sell 500 head of feeder cattle light test on most classes, mostly smaller bunches. Uh, new crop beef calves. 
mostly from 185 to 250. Holstein steers 130 to 170. Uh, like I mentioned, again, very important to wean and vaccinate your cattle. We have the forms online. Any questions, call us. Uh, bred beef cows mostly from 1200 to 1850. Beef bulls up to 2350. Today, Wednesday, we got a large hay and bedding auction. Very nice run of all quality hay. Large squares, rounds. Um, like I said, that'll be starting at 9:30 this morning with the hay auction, and then 11 o'clock a.m. today we'll go to the dairy cattle auction. We got a, we're expecting right at about 300 head of dairy cattle. Uh, we do have two complete herd dispersals. We got a 120 cow Holstein freestall herd. Uh, we have a 60 cow tie stall herd. Several top consignments of parlor freestall cows with one load of registered cows averaging over 100 pounds of milk. Uh, we have over 75 Holstein springing heifers for the sale today as well. Full details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, you can give us a call at 715-229-2500. Looking ahead at the holiday week, uh, we will be open next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, close Thursday, Friday, but we will be open three days next week. And uh, any questions, certainly give us a call. So that's the way it's shaping up, Kristen. All right, Rocky, sounds good. Have a great day, and we will catch you tomorrow morning. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock in Withy. And now we're going to swing over and check in with our 13 First Alert meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. See if he's available. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I'm always available. Well, uh, now you got to be careful. You're married now. Well, there's a difference between being available and being that kind of available. Well, but... Hey, I'm just saying there's a difference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got an interesting fun fact for you. Okay. Do you play cards? Uh, Sometimes. Did you know that each king in the deck of playing cards represents a great king from the history? Actually? Yes. Huh. The spades is King David. Uh-huh. Your clubs is Alexander the Great. Uh-huh. Hearts is Charlemagne. And your diamonds is Julius Caesar. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I didn't either. And then what I thought was even more interesting is mm. that the king of hearts is the only king without a mustache. <laughs> I'm going to have to go, like, pull out a deck of cards now. I know. That's what I was like. Where are my cards? I'm reading through this this morning, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So then I'm, like, thinking in my head, what does the king look like? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting there. I have one fun fact for you, then. Okay. Uh, the, what is the only part of the human body that cannot heal itself? Oh. I don't know. Your teeth. Oh, yeah, that's that the one makes spot. Sense. Yep, and it's kind of unfortunate, too. You kind of wish that it would. That way, well, it would probably save you money for the dentist, so the dentists probably are pretty glad about that fact. <laughs> well, and did you know that, actually, speaking of tongues, like fingerprints, everyone's tongue has a print that's different? You know, I think I'd rather take fingerprints <laughs> than tongue prints, though. <laughs> Brings a whole new term to licking windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, catch us up. What's going on in our weather? It looks like we're going to have a beautiful day in store for us. Yeah, another spectacular one today. Plenty of sunshine, highs near 60, and a light wind as high pressure moves through the area. So those gusty winds like we had yesterday not going to be a factor today. Staying clear tonight, dipping to around 40. But tonight, or excuse me, tomorrow morning, we'll have a few clouds start to roll back in. They'll kind of look like yesterday with winds out of the south. that will get very gusty once again with temperatures in the mid-60s. But then we have a
a cold front moving through with winds taking on more of a northwesterly flow, which will cool us off quite a bit on Friday with highs in the low 40s. Saturday and Sunday, we'll have some sunshine, highs in the mid to upper 40s, so a little bit above average. But then for Monday, cloud cover then returns. We'll have low to mid 40s. And by Tuesday, again, some cloud cover hanging around with temperatures near 40. It is pretty mild this morning, though. Temperature of 45 degrees with a mostly clear sky in Eau Claire. I know. Now, what's the weekend look like for our hunters? Well, we all wish that uh, we'd get some tracking snow. At least, you know, any hunters would wish for tracking snow. But uh, it is going to be kind of mild for Saturday, upper 40s, and, well, Friday night. So I guess when you're heading out Saturday morning to the deer stand, it is going to be a little chilly with temperatures near 30. You know, you should get an airplane and drive over. Like, like go somewhere, get some snow or powdered sugar, and just fly <laughs> over all the hunting area and just sprinkle that down. I mean, that's kind of like tracking snow. I was going to say, they make those snow machines for ski resorts. Look at that. You should put that in a plane and fly over. Everyone would love you, Mike. I, I bet you they would. <laughs> the hunters would anyways. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, Mike. Well, you have a great day, and we will catch you later. Sounds great. Thanks. Th- there he goes, our 13 first alert meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning. 45 degrees right now, and it's going to warm up to 60. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we check in with morning markets, Morgan McCarthy is joining us now with our local news update. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start in the courts with a Chatech woman agreeing to plead guilty in an Eau Claire County murder case from last year. Vanessa Ketterman agreeing to a plea deal yesterday. She'll be sentenced for felony murder, false imprisonment for her role in the June 2022 shooting death of Eddie Banks. Investigators say Ketterman and two other people lured Banks to a meeting after he failed to deliver $500 worth of drugs. Ketterman says Banks died when he grabbed for a gun and it went off. That was part of her deal. Ketterman will have to testify against the other two suspects in the case. Meanwhile, in Chippewa County, the DA saying there's not quite enough facts to move forward and make a decision about possible charges for the county sheriff as this continues to unfold in Chippewa. DA Wade Newell yesterday wrote to the county's administrator explaining he doesn't yet have enough evidence to make an official misconduct case against Sheriff Travis Hakes. As we show you different sides so you can decide, Travis Hakes continuing to say he's done nothing wrong and that criticism about his behavior all comes from his political opponents. Well, it was around the bases in a home run for ballpark funding. You can keep the Brewers jerseys hanging in the closet. They're staying in Milwaukee. Taxpayers, you're going to pay to fix the ballpark. Lawmakers yesterday approving a package that will spend about $500 million in public money on renovations and improvements to American Family Field. Half of the Republicans of the state Senate voted against the plan, saying they don't want to see taxpayers pay so much for the stadium. Uh, The new plan includes some tweaks for the board that controls the stadium and that new ticket tax for concerts at AmFam Field. Governor Evers promised to go pen to paper and sign that package into law. Looking at the report card, you could probably clear some space on the refrigerator. Eau Claire School's getting a passing grade from the state when it comes to reading and math with DPI, which is the Department of Public Instruction, releasing school and school district report cards. You can find a link online that is set up easy for you. Student of the week at 715newsroom.com. And move over Nuggies. McDonald's is getting into fashion. Can you say Crocs? Mick Crocs. The clogs will cost between $70 and $75 a pop and drop on Tuesday. The companies are teaming up to offer Crocs based on the characters Grimace, Hamburglar, and Birdie, as well as a red and yellow color scheme. They'll be available at Crocs retail locations and wholesale partners. I'm Brooks Walker, NBC News Radio. Maybe add those to the Christmas list. Although I'm not sure if you want to wear Crocs to the barn this time of year. Probably looking closer for those boots. We better head back and get those chores done. Kristen Smith today has your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. <laughs> Thanks so much, Morgan. And that is true. Not many 
People will wear Crocs this time of year, especially in the barn, and not for $75 that say McDonald's on them. I Maybe there's somebody out there. It won't be me, though. can promise you that. We've got your morning markets. They'll be coming in next this morning. And morning markets this morning, again, will be brought to you by... Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, and this morning's market report from the Equity Barns will be brought to you by Christensen Sales and Abbotsford. And Jim Lindsay is joining us now. Good morning, Jim, and catch us up. How'd the sale go yesterday? Choice beef steers neffers dollar fifty to a dollar seventy two. Choice dairy cross steers neffers dollar fifty to a dollar sixty seven. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar fifty five to a dollar sixty five. Choice Holstein steers a dollar forty five to a dollar fifty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from ninety two to a dollar ten. We had a top of a dollar fourteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty five to ninety one. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty four and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty four. The bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar nineteen and down. Cull bulls sold from ninety to a dollar eleven. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound up Holstein bull calves sold from $225 to $420 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $225 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $325 to $585 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale is this Friday, November 17th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Jim, and you as well. That was Jim Lindsay from the Altoona Equity Barn, and now we have Jerry Fitzgerald from the Stratford Equity Barn joining us now. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and good morning to you. And uh, you got the you got the whole thing to yourself today, so you can pretty much have the rule of roost today, huh? Oh yeah, you know it's it's kind of funny because I was lo- looking through some of their notes of how they run the show, how they do it different. I'm like, okay, this is almost like the same thing. It's just a different schedule, when to run things. Some things are not here, some things are, and it's like, huh. It's kind of fun. It's like the good old days. Yeah, when you can improvise, too, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, no, you were saying that you had deer in your yard this morning. Yeah, I went out earlier to take out the uh, recycling. Uh, Today is garbage and recycling day. And, yeah, I had some deer standing in the yard. Uh, They're Well, they're eating the apples off the ground and a few out of the trees, you know. But when they saw me, they they headed out. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of nice looking. I couldn't tell it was obviously pretty dark but it looked to me like they were all does so bucks don't come out i don't know uh, i've seen a few bucks so but uh, not too many yet uh, but uh, yeah hopefully good luck to all the hunters and uh, you know you were talking about snow before but i always uh, an old an old gentleman always told me he said good hunters don't need tracking snow <laughs> Ooh, there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well catch us up on what do good farmers need to do when they need some cattle from Equity Livestock in Stratford. Yeah, we better do something of substance this morning. So, <laughs> Kristen, Kristen, thank you, and uh, good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the organic market yesterday. And, of course, folks, we do sell organic cattle every Tuesday. I yielding good quality certified organic cows yesterday. We're selling mostly from $1.22 to $1.35. 
And uh, organic steers and heifers mostly from a dollar forty-five to a dollar fifty-two. And we'll get into the conventional type cows now. Uh, and kind uh, of kind of an overall week trend this week: high yielding fleshy Holstein cows so far this week selling from ninety-five to a dollar ten. Uh, we did have a few up to mo- on Mondays up to a one fifteen. Most of the cows this week are selling between seventy and ninety-five. That's the majority of your cows. Your thinner cows are the bull seventy-dollar money. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls so far mostly from one hundred four to one fifteen. Lighter bulls dollar and below. A summary on the calf market so far this week: good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from two hundred to four hundred, up to four fifty on Monday. Heifer calves mostly from one hundred to one eighty. Uh, beef calves. Uh, uh, decent demand, but not quite as high as they were the last couple of weeks. 300 to 600, and we've topped so far at 660 on those beef calves. And we are at Wednesday here at Stratford. We'll get on the way this morning at 1030. Uh, market, uh, market cattle, of course, today we'll be selling cows this morning along with fed cattle and uh, market bulls. Feeder cattle sale today will be a 12 30 start time for those feeder cattle and we do have cattle we do have a, a nice selection of feeder cattle again for you folks today again that will be at 12 30 don't forget tomorrow our sale does start at 11 o'clock a full marketing day tomorrow including market cattle and baby calves so Kristen, that's what we have uh, again uh, we've been talking about this a lot of harvesting going on i know last night a lot of combines met several on the road last night so folks be careful uh and they got a couple of nice real decent days here for this so hopefully get the beans and the corn off before uh, that other white stuff comes, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. That would and, be nice. Uh, I know. I was kind of surprised that there actually isn't more taken off in the state of Wisconsin. Well, I tell you, a lot of it, uh, uh, especially in this part of the, over here, uh, western Marathon County, especially where you got a lot of heavy soil, uh, we do have to remember it wasn't that far along, not far, too far back, that we did get between five and six inches of rain, too. Yeah. Ex- well, I think that's what held it off. Otherwise... I think we'd be done. And uh, and another thing too, I think uh, now that the weather is halfway decent, I, I'm uh, I'm thinking a lot of the folks are letting Mother Nature dry down the beans and corn as much as they can right in the field because uh, propane is still fairly expensive to dry that stuff. Yep. Oh, it is. All right, dear. Well, you take care, and we will catch you tomorrow morning. You get me again. I will. That sounds good. You enjoy your day. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> sounds good. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. We're going to change things up this morning and throw this one in from Garth Brooks. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we get to those markets, let's take a look at what's going on on our calendar. We've got today the Farm First Dairy Cooperative Member Appreciation Dinner is taking place today at noon at the American Legion Hall in Greenwood. For those meetings, you need to register. Registration actually begins at 1130. So that is Farm First Dairy Cooperative Member Appreciation Dinner today at noon at the American Legion in Greenwood. And after you're done there, take a little break and then head down to Whitehall for some donkey basketball. Tonight at 7 p.m. at the Whitehall High School, the Whitehall FFA is putting that event on. Donkey basketball at Whitehall, 7 p.m. tonight. Let's take a look at those markets one last time this morning. On the Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn was up a penny at four ninety-five. Your March oats were down two cents at three seventy. Your March soybeans were up six cents at fourteen oh eight. Your March soybean meal was up three dollars and twenty cents a ton to four forty-four ten a ton. March wheat was up four at six oh two. Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at four forty-six for corn. 
Baldwin and Elmwood, 429 for corn, 1307 for beans. Chippewa's at 404 and 1321. Durand is at 429 and 1297. Mondovi's at 426 and 1302. Fall Creek is at 429 for corn, 1297 for beans. Osseo's at 439 and 1307. Loyal's at 430 and 1307. Elk Mount is at 424 and 1317. Sparta's at 430 and 1298. Ellsworth is at 419 for corn, 1297 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 424. Stanley, 434. New Richmond, 429. And switching over to that dairy side, your barrel cheese up a half a cent, $2.68. Your blocks were up a half a cent, $2.64 and three quarters. Double A grade butter was up four and a half cents on yesterday to two sixty nine. And then your class three futures for November up a penny at seventeen thirteen. December up thirty three cents to seventeen fifty six. January up thirty one cents to seventeen sixty. February up thirty eight cents to eighteen oh one. March up twenty three cents to eighteen twenty four. And then those markets were upward trending through December of twenty twenty four. So some excellent news there on those class three futures. We're at forty five degrees right now here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Looking at a sunny day today with a high of 60. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and wind with a high of 65. And then Friday, it all turns around. It'll be sunny, breezy, high of 42 degrees. So today's going to be your one of your best days. So get up, get at it, get outside, and enjoy your day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.